Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 97, Words Matter with Becky Kemp. I have a fantastic interview for you today with my good friend, Becky. She is just a delight, and I, th- I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. But before I get into that, I want to tell you a story. I was reminded of this story a couple of days ago, and that was I, I've played competitive tennis for the past about 13 years, but before that, a few years before that, I played just recreationally, like every once in a while, whenever I could find somebody that wanted to play and I'd pick up a racket, but I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did my best and I had fun with it. Well, our church had a very casual tennis tournament one weekend and I decided to play in the tennis tournament. And as I walked onto the court, there were two men coming off of the court. They had just played doubles. Two men coming off the court with wooden tennis rackets in their hands. And one said to the other, this is a lot harder than it looks like on TV. That is kind of the way our life is, isn't it? We learn something we, we read it in a book or we, or you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing tips and tricks and ideas of how, how to do things or we get strategies or, you know, we just, we learn by looking at something on YouTube, how to do something. But it's not until we get in there and do it ourselves that we realize the complexity of the activity. It's not until we're doing it ourselves that we really learn it. When we watch and we listen, yes, we get some education, we get some understanding, but when we dig in and we actually do it, we find out that it's a lot harder than it looks like on TV. And the reason I tell you that story is because maybe you've been listening to the podcast for weeks, maybe months, and you've gotten some good ideas and you've heard some good things, and maybe you've even applied some of those things. But it's a whole new level when we work together and we apply it specifically for you. When when you learn how to apply it specifically for you, that's a whole different level of understanding. And you get a whole new level of tools that can help you to heal. So if you haven't already be sure to go to buildalifeafterloss.com and schedule a time. Just go to the work with Julie and let's just talk. It's, there's no obligation. There's no cost. There's it's, it's free and it's an opportunity for us to talk and for you to ask some questions and for you to learn about the program, how it works, all of that good stuff. So definitely take advantage of that and let's talk. Today we talk with Becky Kemp, who has learned the incredible power of words to assist us with overcoming depression, anxiety, and just that malaise that we experience in life. 
Driven by the desire to spread and inspire goodness, Becky Kemp is dedicated to sharing the power found in positive words. From the onset of her clothing brand, Becoming Threads, to speaking and coaching others about how words matter, Becky's message of empowerment and finding joy and purpose in the journey resonates with individuals across all ages and walks of life. She is married to her high school sweetheart, mother of five incredible boys, and an active volunteer in her church and community. Becky is no stranger to hard work. Over the past several years, she has extended that dedication into the professional realm, helping others recognize that change is possible. And each of us is capable of creating it in our own lives. Here's the interview. Well, I am so pleased to welcome my good friend, Becky Kemp, with us today. Becky, it's good to have you here. Oh, thanks, Julie. Excited to be able to meet with you and share yeah. my story. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to share your story. Why don't you go ahead and kind of get started with telling us a little bit about like where you were and what changed things for you? Yeah, so I'm a mom of five boys, and kind of what I have noticed is my life has not gone exactly how I had wanted or anticipated. And I would imagine anyone hearing this could relate to that. Um, I anticipated and hoped that I would have four children, two boys, and two girls. And I know that having kids is kind of a light thing to talk about, but it just it just shows how we oftentimes have a plan in life that we think we want to have happen. And then we actually have what happens. And so as I uh, became a mom and a wife, I, life didn't go exactly how I wanted. And I, not only did I have five boys, which of course today I love, but you know, I, um, I suffered with a lot of, um, a lot of other things that weren't maybe on my list of things to have happen. They weren't my happily ever after. Some of them were, I dealt with a lot of depression, dealt with a lot of anxiety. I used to, when I was younger, be able to manage my anxiety with exercise, but as time went on, I couldn't manage it anymore with, um, with exercise. I suffered with some food issues and have found that I have some addiction problems with food and also just going through like a lot of financial insecurity. My husband and I almost lost everything. Um, And so many of the things were out of our control, or at least I felt like they were out of our control. And I found myself about six, seven years ago, kind of in this space of saying, why is this happening? Like, why is my story unhappening this way? And I really got into a negative spin of if only this happened, then I would be happy. Or if only this happened. And I was really letting all the outside circumstances in my life dictate my story. And I had a friend or a mentor back then say to me, why don't you change one word in your story? Or, you know, why don't you just, instead of asking why, and why this and why that, you know, why five boys, why the financial insecurity, why the food addiction? why don't you change your story and ask how, how do I, how do I manage this? How do I accept this? How do I move forward in my story? So it's like my story was stuck and I was kind of at this space of like, do I have any responsibility for my story or not? Mm -hmm. And that little change of one word from asking how instead of why has put me on a path that I never expected. And 
has allowed me to start to see how powerful words are and words matter. And the words we put in our lives and put on us, not just physically, but mentally make a difference. And that's where, you know, my journey has gone over the last six years. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, when you were talking about every, so many things felt outside your control. Why? I think anybody listening to that could totally relate to that. And especially if they're experiencing grief right now, like that feels completely outside of our control. It really does. So, and and I know that you're on a mission to, to really talk about words and the importance of words and how we use our words and so forth. Um, Tell us a little more about like how, how that, how (laughs) changed things from the why, like, what happened after you started asking how instead of why? Yeah. So uh, when I started asking how, I gained back the power of my story at that very moment. I, as I began to ask how things started to come into my life, like I was watching a Netflix documentary not too long after this, and I heard these words. I cannot tell you what the Netflix documentary was. I remember it was about food, but these words caught my attention and they were, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And the documentary said, put those words in your life. And for some reason, Julie, those are the only words I can remember, but they caught my attention and they just said, put them in your life. Well, I couldn't even remember those words because where I was at, I was full of anxiety and depression. I didn't accept myself unconditionally. They were not words that penetrated my heart. So I had to actually write them down on a three by five card. And the thought I had was put them on your mirror in your bathroom. And so you can say them to yourself because the, the documentary encouraged you to say them five times in the morning, five times in the middle of the day and five times in the evening. And I couldn't even remember those words. So I thought I'll write them down. That will help me. Number one, remember them. And then number two, I'll put them in a space where I thought I'll at least say them every morning and night when I brush my teeth. And so I started that and it didn't cost me anything. It didn't, you know, I didn't have to tell my best friend I was doing it. didn't have to tell my husband. And I kind of had this thought, like I have nothing to lose, you know, like why not just try it? And so when, what happened is I started to say those words to me, to myself. And many times I didn't really even believe the words, but I just kind of went through the practice. Like it was like, I don't have anything to lose. I had this little sense of hope, just this little glimpse of hope with the power of words. So that started. And then over time, I would find that sometimes when I was feeling a lot of sadness or even just going through financial insecurities or a food addiction, I've experienced a lot of grief, a lot of grief that is, um, like I said, not what I expected. And so sometimes just even saying those words allowed me to just like almost take a deep breath and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, but right now I accept myself unconditionally right now. Like, I don't know if I can believe that tomorrow, but right now it just kind of refocused me. And so that was the, though, you know, those were some real power words that I, I actually still use every day. I still have that on my mirror. I have to say that self to myself often. Um, and then it, and what it is, and and those words are right now. I accept myself unconditionally. Is that I accept myself unconditionally right now, right now. Okay. And yeah. And it was just, 
just as I began to say them, something inside me changed. Again, it was like, as I put the power of words to work, they began to just help me accept myself where I was at. And then it it allowed me to figure out how to move forward my story. And what I found is that over time, I started to see other words that would catch my attention, different words. And I, what I find so amazing is that different words have different meanings to us based on where we're at. And there's not a right or wrong. So for some reason, those words caught my attention, but they might, you might not have even needed those words in your story that day, but they were the words I needed. So I began to see that. And then as a mom of five boys, I spend a lot of time at baseball games and I'm just a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. And so about a year after that, I just, all I wanted was a positive t-shirt to wear to the games. And it was July and it was my anniversary. And I said to my husband, let's go to park city. And all I want is a couple cute t-shirts. Well, you know, when you're looking for something, you oftentimes can't find it. Well, I went to every store at the outlets and I went to main street and I couldn't find a t-shirt. And then about three weeks later, I was shopping with a girlfriend and I said, I just want some positive message t-shirts that are good quality. And I was looking at a rack and I pulled off this shirt. And again, it was like these words hit me and the words were all right, all right, all right. And they just grabbed my attention. And the thought came to me, why don't you just put positive messages on shirts and start selling them? If you like them and need them, I bet someone else could have it. And as soon as I had that thought of like inspiration, the negative talk starts in like, well, t-shirts isn't an original idea and they're t-shirts are everywhere and nobody's going to like them. And you kind of, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, because I was starting to put the power of words in my, in my life, little words kept my story moving forward. And it um, put me on a path to start a a business called Becoming Threads. And I started it with my sister-in-law in um, October of 2015. And it was putting positive and uplifting messages on shirts. And we would say to, it was, it was for women, you know, what words tell your story? What words do you need? And we could talk to women and they could come to us and say, oh, I need these words. Keep it simple. Or I need a grateful heart because just different words each day we need. Mm -hmm. And some people pick one word for the whole year, but I have to break it down even smaller. And so today it's just like, what words do I need in my life today? And as I look, I feel like those words find me. You know, when you said it allowed space, like you started saying that and it just, it was almost like it allowed you to breathe. I think that's how you said it. And, and I thought of that, just giving ourselves some space to feel good about ourselves. It's so, it's so hard, you know, like, like you're saying things didn't turn out like you expected. And that's pretty much the case for everybody. Right. And so just being able to accept ourselves where we're at in our story, no matter what the circumstances are of our story is just huge. And just allowing that, that space and that breath and to be able to, you know, I often say we need to be our own best friend. We need to, we need to be kind to ourselves. Like, you know, many, many times I'll tell people, okay, what would you tell a friend right now? If she just told you the story that you if, if she just told you the story that you told me, and it's amazing, like the words that pe- people that come out of their mouth, 
it's just beautiful, like what we would offer somebody. And we need to turn that around and offer it to ourselves. I, I loved what you said too about a glimpse of hope. I think that is hugely important. No matter where we find ourselves in our life is to have that glimmer of hope, that little bit of hope. Yeah, I would agree. And that's what's so amazing about the power of words is that they're, they're just within us. They're just within us and they can offer hope just by saying words. Um, sometimes we think we have to like find this big way, big solution to fix our lives. And I was looking for that. I was looking for the big solution to change my story. And as I began to pray and ask for help from my higher power, I was directed on a path that was simple and almost, almost to the point where you could say, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. Like, give me something more. Don't just tell me to put positive messaging in my life. And I want to make it clear that just by putting powerful, positive messaging in your life doesn't just take away all your problems or it doesn't make you not feel sad. I mean, I have moments of sadness and I have moments of anger and I have moments of not feeling like I'm enough, but I have like this new toolkit of like, well, what words can kind of help me work through this, you know, because the one thing we all have in common is that our lives are ever changing. That's what we have in common. And so often, I mean, we're in this pandemic right now and I just sent my kids back to school today and I just have to use this thought, this cute little seventh grade girl made this sign that the kids that were going to get on the bus today, it said, we got this. And all the kids stood with their masks on with this cute sign. And I looked at those words and it made me cry. Cause I was like, yeah, we've got this. Like I needed those words today as I send my kids back, even though I want to send them back. It's just like the unknown mm -hmm. and just the, you know, not quite sure. Am I making the right choice? And is this the best thing for my family and kind of having your own back? So the power of words are just, they're probably amazing. And what I found is they're not, it's not a new idea. I didn't come up with this idea. I'm just sharing like how my story has been awakened with the power of words and kind of want to invite, especially women to like be mindful of the words they're putting on. Cause like you said, we will give the most gracious, kind words to a friend, but the way we talk to ourselves is normally not productive because mm -hmm. we're our worst critic. For sure. And there's something about like, even when you told that story about, you know, taking your kids to school and seeing those words, we've got this. We can feel the difference, right? When we talk about our concerns and our worries and our discouragements and, and so forth, and then we just add that little phrase, we've got this. It's like, well, you mentioned it before, you, you, you get your personal power back. Like it's, it, it raises our awareness, it raises our vibration, it raises our expectations. And I think that's, that's huge. And being mindful. I, I have to say, I get really frustrated when I see little kids with t-shirts on that are not kind to that little kid. And I know to the adult, it's funny, but there is power in that. 
And, uh, and if you haven't seen the experiment, you can find it on YouTube, but you can go, I, I have to look it up and see what the, um, the rice experiment, there's a rice experiment where they just put words on the outside of a jar of, of cooked white rice. And in a few weeks, it looked back at it and the, the jar that said love on it, I think it was love was still white and looked fresh and good. And the jar that said hate on it was dark and, and moldy. And so there's tremendous power in words and we don't even realize it. Yeah. I mean, there's the saying negativity begats negativity and research actually backs that up that there's such a thing called a negative bias mm-hmm. and the negative bias is where our brains it's easier for our brain to focus on what's not happening well or what's not good than it is for it to focus on the good. And it can affect our relationships, our decisions, and our behaviors, which all of us have to deal with every single day, our relationships, behaviors, decisions. You know, those are, we're constantly having to work on those. And as I thought about it with my own self, it's like the negative bias was almost like a little thread that was wrapped around my neck. And it was so light and I didn't even notice it, but over time, the thread got thicker and thicker and tighter and tighter. And so it was like, all I did was I was looking down at, you know, I wasn't looking up to the good end today. I was focusing on what I couldn't control. And just by putting the power of words in my life, I've been able to kind of put my shoulders back and metaphorically speak, like I can go on a walk and look up and notice the trees are blossoming and the beauty instead of noticing, you know, the, the, the litter that's out there. Right. Too. You know what I mean? And yes, there's still going to be hard things, but it helps us keep things in a perspective of like, what can I control and what do I not have control of? And so much of what we have control and I've heard you share this, uh, before too, but it's, it's our thoughts, our thoughts drive our feelings. And then that gives us the results that we want. And so learning to just separate, like, what can I control? And what can't I by our thoughts is, is powerful. And I found that you can do that with the power of words. Yeah. So talk a little bit about being mindful about your words. Like how, how did you apply that in your own experience? Yeah, well, just some simple solutions. Uh, number one, like I said, is I, I put words on paper and put them in my life because I can't always remember them. I have to have simple reminders. Like I remember it today, but I might forget tomorrow. So just writing down my favorite phrases or sayings or just simple words and putting them in my life. So for sure, I put them on t-shirts and I like to wear positive message t-shirts, but I found uh, just writing them and putting them on my mirror. So if you were to come into my bathroom mirror, you'd see several different words listed. I use them as my screensaver. I write in a journal. Um, a lot of it is just the power of putting words out there and then seeing them. So that's one way of being mindful. The other thing that I have found is learning to get more in touch with my feelings. And so when I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I allow myself to feel that feeling. And then I start to ask myself, what am I thinking? And then I question my thoughts. Like, is that thought serving me? You know, because a lot of times when I'm feeling overwhelmed, 
I'm not thinking I accept myself unconditionally right now. I'm thinking I'm not enough. I'm a failure, whatever, you know, that might be. So just becoming more aware has, has helped me, but it's, I, I couldn't get aware to my thoughts, but I could start to get aware to my feelings. Like, oh, I'm feeling that anxious feeling again. And then like sitting with that feeling and then starting to ask myself what those thoughts are. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of in a simple way. I also have found just each morning I start to look, what words do I need today? And I start to look for them. And oftentimes I hear a quote, I hear lyrics on a song. I see a billboard this morning. Like I said, I saw the sign for the kids going to school and I'm like, Oh, those are my words for today. Mm. And over time, it's like, I start to look, what words do I need? And they find me. It's kind of like the abundance principle, you know? I love that question. What words do I need? Yeah. Yeah. You started to ask that of yourself every day. Your brain will find those words for you. Like our brain is a processor meant to answer questions. And so as we begin to look, we'll find those things, you know, it's like, I I envision it kind of like a hot air balloon, right? The hot air balloon will rise above everything. And then you can see a different perspective, Mm, right? That's kind of what I think of the the power of words is like, it focuses me upward instead of like just staying where I'm at. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and when we're going through really hard times, I mean, you know, I love what you said about how the circumstances, we, we still go through tough times, even if we are looking for the good and we're looking for those encouraging words, we still can go through hard times. It just makes it, uh, it makes it a little more manageable for us to go through those hard times. So you're going through a hard time and it's something bad has happened and it, it kind of moves you into that place, that downgrade um, of sorrow and sadness and grief. And what too often happens is if we're not paying attention because everything has changed and we don't even hardly recognize ourselves anymore, it's really easy for us to get down on ourselves instead of just looking at it like, you know what, I'm going through some tough things right now. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just going through some hard things. And so being really careful about making it mean something bad about yourself because you're going through a tough time. Yeah, I would agree. I I used to think, Julie, that life was more of a linear path. Like I'm here and I want to get here and it was a straight path. (laughs) And I've come to realize that life is really more of a circular path. And we're either circling upward or downward. And for me, sometimes we do circle downward. There are some hard things that come into our lives and it's okay to circle downward for a time, but then it's time to take a breath and then we start circling upward. And when that was how I have been able to learn to manage my depression and my anxiety, it hasn't taken it away it hasn't fixed all my problems and I'm still a mom of five boys, you know, like that. It hasn't fixed a lot of those things, but the focusing on the good and the power of words is helping me circle in an upward direction. And back to what you said earlier about like parents, maybe putting their kids in shirts and saying snarky things or whatever. I mean, 
I was a person that I didn't put my kids in that, but I could have positive messaging in my life, but I would walk right by it, right? Like it was a cute sign. So I put, you know, enjoy the journey or something, let's say, but I, I didn't stop and even let those words penetrate my soul. So that's another thing is just stopping and reading the words and like asking yourself, how do those words, where do they fit in my story today? Because so often we're in a hurry and we're moving on and going by that the words are right in front of us and we're like walking right by them. Mm -hmm. We're not even noticing them. And that's, you know, back to so often we just put on words, whether it's physically or mentally, and we don't even realize the power that they have. And what I offer and share as I coach and speak is about how the that words matter and you can create the life you've always wanted with the power of words. And I show people how to discover the word effect in their own life. It won't be my same story, but I can show you tools of how your story can become awakened. And that's what's so great about it is everybody has the potential to do it, despite what's happened or hasn't happened in their life. So where would somebody get started? Where would you recommend they start to put more of that power of words into their life? Well, maybe just by starting to ask that question, what words do I need today? Mm, I like that. And if they can't come up with words, use the words that I offered. I accept myself unconditionally right now and get a three by five card or a small post-it note or put it on your phone. It doesn't have to be fancy. I didn't type it up and make this cute, you know, thing that I could sell on Etsy. It was just handwritten because sometimes we think it has to be just perfect before we start. Just grab a piece of paper and write those words and then just commit for the next 30 days to say them to yourself every morning for five times, every middle of the day and every night. And I promise you're going to forget to do it. Don't beat yourself up. Just be like, oh, I forgot. I'm going to try again. And just don't quit. I think so often we quit before we see the miracles of change because it doesn't just happen naturally. And somehow we think that everybody else is just doing it effortlessly. And it's like, no, I forgot to say it. There was times I didn't want to say it, but I just kept doing it. So, you know, look for the words. And if you can't find some words, then take those words that I suggested. I accept myself unconditionally right now and try that. That's awesome. Thanks, Becky. So where can people reach you? Where can they find you? Where's the best? So my website is becomingwithbecky.com. And how I mentioned earlier, I started a t-shirt business, Becoming Threads. And in the last year, I transitioned to, uh, I want to just speak and coach women, especially about the power of words. I still have a t-shirt and vinyl sticker business that's associated with it. But I just found that women, every woman has a story and their story should be heard. And the way that we can hear it is by sharing our stories with one another and realizing we're more in it together than apart. So my website is the best spot. And then also just I'm on social media, Becoming with Becky. So, Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and sharing. I, I think it's such a, a positive message because so many people find themselves with in depression or anxiety, especially in the current energy of the world right now, it's really common. And so just, 
you know, taking those simple steps that you recommended of, of finding those few words or, or using the words that you, you suggested and just putting those up and, and saying them. I think saying when we talk, that vibration over our vocal cords is healing. And so it's really helpful if we can say those things out loud. And yeah, I would agree. Make sure you're trying to say those words out loud as often as you can. But if you can't, start by just saying them in your mind. Mm-hmm. And over time, you'll, you're, you'll, your body will open up to that. Um, I also offer a free opportunity for women to get on and have a coaching call where we can just do some thought work. And you can find that under the coaching tab on my website where we can explore like where your story is. And if you want to gain power back within your story, see if, um, if life coaching is for you, because so many times we need a perspective from someone else. It's like we are so accustomed to the words that we say to ourselves. We don't even recognize it. Mm. And it was back to, like I said, about six years ago when a mentor said to me, why don't you just change one word? And I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize like that. All I was saying was why. And when I started to say how things changed. And so I think we all can use outside perspective and I'm sure you understand that that's what you're helping others see too, but it's great to have others help us along the way. I completely agree. Becky, you're wonderful. Thanks for being. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. It was great. Becky is fun and wonderful, and I'm so glad that she was able to come on and talk to you and tell you her story and and tell you about the power of words. It is really incredible what can happen when we change our words. Now, there's a couple of things I want you to make sure that you put on your calendar. The next workshop, the Build a Life After Loss video workshop will be October 15th. This is going to be the last one of the year, so you don't want to miss that one. It's, you know, we're going to be talking about skills and tools and just at a, the next level from what we do on the podcast. I think you really enjoy that. And again, if you're needing help with your grief and moving forward, I highly recommend you schedule your discovery call. Let's talk. Let's talk about what's going on and how we can, how we can help. If this episode has been helpful to you, would you please subscribe, rate, and review and share it, share it with your friends. Tell everyone where they can go to find some encouraging grief help. Have a beautiful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.